Welcome to the Bruce Siski Show. Follow the Bruce Siski Show on Twitter to interact anytime. Got something on your mind? You can text Bruce during the show by using the short code 84454. You're listening to the Bruce Siski Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL. 1012, should be a Tuesday, 6th of February, 2024. Bruce Siski Show on KDAL. Uh, coming up in about uh, 25 almost minutes. We'll have a chat with UMV men's basketball coach Justin Wick. Bulldogs are heating up here as we hit the stretch run of the regular season. We'll preview this weekend's home games at Romano Gym with the head coach coming up at about 10.35 or so. Uh, women are home as well this weekend at Romano. Doubleheaders at 5.30 on Friday, 3.30 on Saturday. UMVBulldogs.com has your tickets. Meanwhile, this seems to sneak up on us every year, but... Uh, we have hit it. As of today, we are in tournament season for winter sports. I know it's been a weird winter. Weather hasn't been what you normally have. Some people think that's good. Some people think that's bad. But we have hit it. We are on the uh, the the first day of girls' high school hockey playoffs. The first state tournaments for winter sports are next week. We'll have skiing. Up at Giants Ridge next week, starting one week from today, running through next Thursday, February 15th, with Nordic skiing, uh, alpine skiing first, then Nordic skiing. And then the dance state tournament will be coming up next Saturday, or next Friday and Saturday, I should say, with the uh, major events, of course, happening at Excel Energy Center in St. Paul. That's always a big deal. Girls State Hockey Tournament begins two weeks from tomorrow at the X with the Class A quarterfinals. Then gymnastics is the same weekend at the uh, University of Minnesota. And from there, we move on to wrestling, swimming, and diving, both taking place. A dance, by the way, is the Target Center. Sorry, not at the X. My bad. Uh, Anyway, uh, February 29th through March 2nd, you've got the swimming and diving at the U of M, wrestling at Excel Energy Center, and, of course, boys' state hockey beginning on March 6th also at Excel Energy Center, girls' basketball, boys' basketball, the following couple of weekends. And it's fun. This is a fun time of year. And there's some storylines, always, as we get into this time of year and, and things to keep an eye on. I think locally for girls hockey, the the most interesting thing that we've got to watch for is in Section 7A. And the question in Section 7A is, can Duluth Marshall finally get over the hump? The Hilltoppers have been there. They've been to section finals. They've had some really good teams with some really good athletes since they started that program on their own. But... They've yet to get over the hump and make a state tournament. The Hilltoppers are the number one seed this year in Section 7A despite a regular season loss to Proctor Hermantown. The Mirage have a state championship to their credit. They've got a trophy from last year, finishing third in Class A. This is a formidable team, experienced. They know how to win this time of year, and... The question is, can Duluth Marshall make it happen? Can the Hilltoppers finally get to state? 
And to me, it's the it's the most interesting story in Section 7A, which is all area teams. I, I think those are your two teams that are that are. I mean, it's it's going to take a pretty big upset for one of those two to not come out of this section. Now, Moose Lake beat the Loop Marshall a couple of. In fact, it was last week down in Moose Lake. You can't rule that out. That's possibly your semifinal in Proctor on Saturday if Moose Lake can get by Rockridge tonight in the quarterfinal round. And the Rebels are a difficult team to play against. They've been getting great goaltending. They have shut out wins in their last two games, beating Loop Marshall 4-0, Pine City 1-0. They've got a bunch of zeros on their uh, docket here this season. This is a tough team. And it's going to be one of those games that comes down to little details as always does in the playoffs, but when you're when you're when you're the favorite and the team you're facing only allows 1.6 goals per game and shut you out a week ago, it's not going to be easy, but it's going to take an upset, right? And we know that. It's likely to be Proctor Hermantown and Duluth Marshall next week in Proctor in that section final, but we shall see how it plays out here. That's why they play the games. I think that's the most interesting thing with with this girls' hockey bracket is Section Seven A. You know, can Marshall get there? And, and can really the secondary storyline is can one of these teams pull off an upset? Because again, I, and Moose Lake beat Marshall last week. You know, Cloquet, while they did not beat Proctor Hermantown. And they did not beat Duluth Marshall. Again, this is a team that doesn't give up a lot. So can they find a way in a low-scoring section playoff game to pull off an upset? I just I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it, this is uh, a little more balanced than what we've seen in the past. You know, North Shore is the seventh seed. They've got an experienced goaltender in Harper Powell. She doesn't give up. Again, a team that doesn't give up a ton. But the problem is they don't score very much. Hipping Chisholm, kind of the same thing. They don't score a lot. They don't give up a ton. Can they find a way here in the postseason? They're in Cloquet tonight. Rockridge at Moose Lake. North Shores at Proctor Hermantown. They'll play in Hermantown tonight. Semifinals are Saturday in Proctor. And then next week, I think it's Tuesday for the section final also, or is it Wednesday, in uh, Proctor at the St. Luke Sports and Events Center. Uh, 7AA, uh, Duluth had a good year last year. The injuries have kind of uh, put a hamper on things this year. They go to Andover tonight for a quarterfinal game. And, of course, we all know Andover is a pretty heavy favorite of this section. They're one of the favorites in the state. I think they're third in the QRF statewide. They've far and away number one in this section. Uh, Grand Rapids Greenways at home tonight to face Northern Tier in a quarterfinal matchup. Again, it, the, the Lightning, Mercury Bischoff's had another great year. They can score, but they have struggled against the top teams. So I, I wouldn't favor them coming out of this section, but Again, that's why they play them. We'll see what happens in Section 7 AA. They begin on Thursday, by the way. 
uh, with those quarterfinal matchups. So good luck to all the area teams. Uh, boys hockey playoff section uh, playoffs begin one week from Saturday, and then we'll be rolling. It, it, it's one of those fun times of year, no question about it. Seems like seems there's always something happening. You get into the playoffs, it's, there's always something going on. Very few boring days in the sports department between now and the, the end of the winter sports tournament season. Last night scores, by the way, some basketball. I think one hockey score as well, KDAL610.com. That's your go-to. We will update to playoff pairings, scores and pairings every single weekday at KDAL610.com. Uh, bookmark the site. Check out uh, the news section. We'll go just, just scroll down the local sports, and we'll update that. Usually every morning between 5 and 6 a.m., we'll pop a new update up there with all the latest information from the night before, all the scores, and again, updated playoff pairings, sites, times, all that fun stuff as we get into the fun time of year here in those winter sports tournaments. A couple of more notes. Uh, the Wild are back from their uh, break. A bunch of players and their significant others spent some time in the Turks and Caicos last week trying to you know, get that mental break, get some sun. Now they're back, and they head to Chicago tomorrow night to take on a rotten Blackhawks team. 8.30 start time, 8.15 for the coverage on AM 710. A couple of injury updates. Marc-Andre Fleury looks like he's good to go out of the break. He suffered a concussion, uh, got clipped in the chin by Will Lockwood of Florida on January 19th. That drew Lockwood a three-game suspension. Fleury initially stayed in the game, but uh, pulled himself out of the game in the second period of that night. He said he was uh, feeling sluggish and had difficulty tracking the puck, thought it was best that he get out and get looked at and let Philip Gustafson take over in net. Uh, Fleury's going to be honored before Friday's game against Pittsburgh, having recently played in career game number 1,000, passing Patrick Waugh for the second most regular season victories in NHL history. And very fitting that would happen on Friday with the Penguins in town. Of course, Sid and Latang and Malkin all played with Fleury. In fact, the Wilds' next three opponents, oddly enough, are former teams of Marc-Andre Fleury. Chicago tomorrow night, and then Pittsburgh at home on Friday, and they start a quick road trip in Vegas on Monday night against the Golden Knights. It's just weird how that works out. Three in a row, and they're all teams that Marc-Andre Fleury has played for in his career. Uh, the new guy we talked about last week, defenseman Declan Chisholm, uh, getting visa issues worked out before he's able to enter the United States. They're hoping to get that done today, get him on the ice today, and maybe even have him available to play tomorrow night. We've talked about the heady out of uh, territory the Timberwolves have found themselves in here. They open a five-game roadie in Chicago tonight. Alan Horton will be there at United Center on AM 710 at 7 o'clock. The Wolves are 35-15, and 15, and that is tied for the best 50-game uh, start in franchise history, which on one side is kind of sad if you think about it because they've been around long enough that they should have better history than this. But it's, it's been kind of lean to be perfectly candid about it. And that 0-3-0-4 team ended up winning 58 games and playing in the Western Conference Finals. And the Wolves have been around since 1989. They have made a grand total of 11 playoff appearances in their franchise's history. Only once, 03-04, the year they started 35-15, and 15, 
have the Wolves ever advanced past the first round of the NBA playoffs? They got to the conference finals and lost in six games to the eventual world champion LA Lakers in 04. Think about that. Yeah, you might think you might root for a team that you think the history is kind of lean. I, you hear it from Vikings fans all the time. Twins fans are somewhat uh, despondent over the fact they haven't won a World Series since 1991, you know, 33 years ago. Oh, anything but that. And here are the Timberwolves who in just one time in their 35-year basically history as a franchise have they gotten past the first round of the playoffs. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, that's lean. Just run through some of these names. Just just to remind you of who was on this team, besides Kevin Garnett, of course, in 03-04. Wally Zerbiak, Troy Hudson, the mayor, Freddie Hoiberg, now the head coach at Nebraska, Michael Olawakandi, Gary Trent, Trenton Hassel, Mark Madsen, Irvin Johnson, no, not that one. How about Oliver Miller? Remember him? Quincy Lewis, the ex-golfer. Andy Eby was on that 0304 Timberwolves team. Keith McLeod. <laughs> Who are these guys? Been that long. We'll take it. Wolves and Bulls over on AM 710. Tonight, Bucks wrap up their road trip in Phoenix at 9. Suns of 110 to 13. The Bucks have lost three of four. 1025 UMD men's basketball coach Justin Wick after the news. Bruce Siski Show on KDAL. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. We'll talk Minnesota basketball after this. How much can you save when you shop Cub? Let's just say you might need a bigger cart. We've lowered prices, so you save more. On Essential Every Day, it's easy to see the savings. Across the aisles, from pantry products, to frozen foods, to delicious dairy, and more. Your family will love it, guaranteed, or your money back. Shop Cub and save today. My Cub, my way. See store for details. The Golden Gopher men's basketball team entertains Michigan State tonight in a key Big Ten contest at Williams Arena. Minnesota head coach Ben Johnson says the visiting Spartans will provide a challenge. Team that's continued to get better, continue to develop, continue to get comfortable in their style of play. Is playing their some of their best basketball right now. Um, you know, Trey Holloman from here has really shot it well. Uh, Malik Hall has shot it well, scored it well. Um, AJ Hoggard has facilitated well. They're looking to push a little bit more than I think early in the year and get on the break. Um, so it's going to be a challenge. I mean, it, they're they're a team that's you know as hungry as us for a win. You know, they're they're fighting for NCAA tournament uh, berth, and so um, you know we've got to make sure that we come correct uh, from start to finish. And you know, to win this game, you you got to be physical. You got to be mentally tough. Um, you got to take care of the ball. We got to play our style, though. We got We can't get caught up in um, you know their style. We got to play our style and our aggressive brand of basketball. Uh, I think it should be a a fun night. A um, lot of buzz in the building, hopefully, and let that carry us. That's Golden Gopher head coach Ben Johnson, whose team has won two in a row. Tonight's game tips off at eight, and tickets are still available at gophersports.com. That's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. Listen on your Echo device. Just say something like this. Alexa, play KDAL radio. 1031. 
By the way, Matthew Perkins, Bulldog men's hockey forward, named the NCHC Freshman of the Week. Two goals, three points over the weekend in Omaha. Perkins up to 12 points this year now, back from injury last week, had a good weekend. Would love to see him assert himself offensively a little more here in the stretch run. And he should get plenty of opportunity to do so as he has cemented himself as a top six forward on this Bulldog team. Bulldogs on by this week and return a week from Friday at home against the Denver Pioneers. More to come as we'll talk some basketball. UMB men's head coach Justin Wick will be joining the radio show coming up as the Bulldogs back at Romano Gym this weekend. That's after a CBS News update, 1032 Bruce Siski Show brought to you by Sanju on KDAL. The Bruce Siski Show. I enjoy having breakfast in bed. I like waking up to the smell of bacon. Sue me. And since I don't have a butler, I have to do it myself. So, most nights before I go to bed, I will lay six strips of bacon out on my George Foreman grill. Then I go to sleep. When I wake up, I plug in the grill. I go back to sleep again. Then I wake up to the smell of crackling bacon. It is delicious. It's good for me. It's a perfect way to start the day. On 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL. 10.37. Tomorrow, Alan Horton, Timberwolves Radio Network, live from the road somewhere, Chicago, Milwaukee, one or the other. And a UMD women's hockey assistant coach, Justin Grant, works a lot with the Bulldog goaltenders who have been outstanding this year. We'll talk about that. Stretch run of the regular season underway for them as the Bulldogs hold fourth in the WCHA, trying to keep that last home ice spot with a couple of weekends, three of them to be exact, to go in the regular season. Uh, they're at St. Thomas this week, then they host St. Cloud State next weekend. We'll have those games uh, Friday and Saturday, the 16th and 17th, 3 o'clock here on KDAL. And then they'll close the regular season the following week at Minnesota. Joining us now, head coach of the UMD men's basketball team is Justin Wick. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Bruce. Uh, so I'm going to start, before I get to your team, with a hypothetical for you. I, I could not help but notice yesterday the NBA announcing that they are going to use a full video LED court for several All-Star Weekend events at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Uh, the Celebrity Game of the 16th, three-point skills competitions on Saturday the 17th. It'll feature design and color changes, live replays, other video content, and real-time game stats along with other animations. So let's fast forward four or five years, and there's an NSIC team that's uh, they're, they're getting a new floor, even a new gym altogether. How would you feel if this is is what was featured in that gymnasium? Uh, I feel like I'm getting old. It seems like a little much. <laughs> like, uh, you know, maybe the younger, younger crowd enjoys all that. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch. I just I just ran across that this morning. Um, you know, I think there's some worries about you know what the floor is like for the players that are out there. But if it's a serviceable um, surface, at least for those players to play on, I can imagine it'll. Um, Add a little bit to you know to the environment and to the crowd and to the arena, but uh, from some of the visuals I've seen, it looks like a lot. It seems super distracting. Um, so I'm not a big fan right now, but hey, you know you got to be able to change with the times, and I guess it means I'm becoming an older, uh, an older coach, an older man. If some of these uh, young things bother me a little bit, right? It feels like this is kind of the direction that they've been going with floors. That we saw what they did with the in-season tournament, right, and all the different floors that these teams had uh, for those games, and, and and some of those were quite frankly garish. They were hard to watch games on, and 
I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say I'm a traditionalist. I'm all for new stuff. But my first thought on this is, is this floor safe for the players? I guess if it is, it doesn't matter, right? First thing I thought of was, well, yeah, it doesn't matter. They're going to try to, you know, sell some new jerseys and new floors and all that stuff. But it uh, boggles my mind just how much how much money these teams in this league must have if they're just rolling out new basketball floors, <laughs> you know, for four or five games in a season. It boggles my mind. We're just we're all just grinding for one floor here at the college level, and you know, some, some new basketballs and new jerseys. And then you look at you look at that kind of stuff. It's just it's mind boggling just how much money is in is in that business, which is which is great for them. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it was definitely a little uh, visually stim- uh, stimulating and. Some of them look better than others. I think the bright red court I think the Bulls had maybe was a little bit too much for me. But uh, it's, 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 it's the way things are going. People really enjoy it. Uh, the younger crowds really enjoy it. And uh, obviously uh, the NBA, NFL, they're not doing these things if they're not making money off of it. So it, 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 it definitely must be working. On the bright side, when, when Boise State put the blue turf in in their football stadium, we all thought, oh no, there's going to be, this is going to be happening everywhere. And it really, I mean, there's only a handful of schools that, there's one that has black turf. Some smaller college has black turf. And Eastern Washington does red. And Eastern Michigan has gray, which is really weird. It's like watching on a black and white TV. And then uh, Coastal Carolina's got that teal color turf, but there's not too many of them. So hopefully, just because one does this doesn't mean it's going to happen everywhere. Uh, let's shift to your team here. Six wins in a row for your group as as you approach twenty on the year. I, I know you know from a perspective standpoint, you talked we we talked last week, and yet you know fifteen and five was was your record at that point, and it was fourteen and six after twenty games last year. We all know how last year ended. It doesn't mean this year is going to be better necessarily because nothing's guaranteed. In the playoffs, but how good do you feel about the run your team has put together here in the last few weeks? Yeah, it's been good to kind of see um, just the longevity of the season. You know, kind of play out for our guys. I thought we were we were really close on, on a couple of our losses. You know, we lose a you know one possession game at Mankato, who's you know number one in our league, and Morehead is number two in our league. So uh, you know, we're a couple possessions away here or there from you know, whatever, sitting at 20 and three or whatever. So I always felt like we were playing pretty well, just um, weren't able to kind of close out those close games. And um, that's what I really liked about this last week. Obviously, uh, if anybody was in Romano on Tuesday against Mankato, that place was almost an impact, a uh, huge, huge stu- uh, student section, a really entertaining first half for the fans. I think it was 46 to 46 or something like that, just a up and down offensive show. And then we went we went on a 19 to two run to start the half, and the place was just uh, was just electric. It was a, the loudest I, I had heard Romano in my six years here, and um, so it was great to be able to kind of get over the hump um, on Tuesday against obviously one of the you know probably the number one seed in our region right now, and then to follow that back up on the road. I was really worried about this weekend going to Augustana and Wayne after such an emotional win Tuesday. Um, you know, playing two really good uh, solid teams on the road, and uh, both of them were. Um, you know, down to the last five minutes, down to the last two minutes, and uh, to see us come out on the other end of some of those close games for once, um, you know, I thought was really good for our team. Uh, we had pretty much been winning by you know fifteen or twenty points, or losing close games. So to be able to win two close ones, one of them in overtime, I thought was a really big step for our team. Talking to UMD men's basketball coach Justin Wick, you know, what does it say about your group that that you have that win against Mankato last Tuesday night in front of a big crowd and you know certainly one of the best teams in all of Division Two, and you took it to them in the second half, and then you went on the road 
these are not easy trips to, to Sioux Falls and Wayne, Nebraska. And you and like you said, you found a way to win games where you know maybe earlier in the year you weren't winning them. Yeah, I mean, following up uh, Augustana on Friday, I mean, they had won six straight, one of the hottest teams in our league, and you know, a younger team that you can tell has gotten a lot better since last time we played them. So uh, they just beat Minot, Minot in there last week, and they, they had nine days to get ready for us. Uh, they played uh, the following Thursday and didn't play again until Friday. Uh, we played Friday, Saturday, Tuesday, and then go on the road with just a couple days prep. So um, it was great to see our guys kind of um, um, you know make some big shots and big plays down the stretch, and then Wayne's always a tough place to play, and they were hot from the three-point line. And the thing with our league, especially this year, maybe more than ever, is just how deep our league is. You can kind of throw everybody's record out the window because, uh, you're, you know, they're playing good good teams every night. So uh, when they shoot the ball well in their home gym, uh, I thought our defense was actually pretty good against them. Uh, they just made some really tough shots and kept making them throughout the night. So uh, just to be able to do that, we're finding different ways to win, whether it's offensively or defensively. Uh, really a lot of different lineups. We've had a lot of different guys playing different roles as as each game goes. Uh, Nick Atona made a couple threes in both games this weekend. Caleb Sywick was playing some big minutes for us. So to see some of these younger guys step up and play in some really big environments, and I think Caleb played the last 15 minutes of our game at, at Augustana on Friday uh, in a really close game. So it's, it's been fun to see some of these newer, younger guys um, really impact our team. We all know the older guys and the guys that have been here forever uh, but it takes a whole team to do it, so it's been fun to kind of see these new guys step up and help us win some games here these last couple of weeks. I think Drew Blair had 57 points over those two games after a, a pretty solid game last Tuesday against Minnesota State Mankato. Uh, you know, we know that that he's capable of of carrying this team offensively, but it, it feels like your group continues to find the open player and, and and get everybody involved in the offense. How important is that going to be? Because it feels like as these games get bigger, there's going to be even more attention on. On number 22 yeah I mean first of all he's been phenomenal um, I don't know what it takes to win player of the week around here in this <laughs> week but right? uh, he, he didn't quite get it but uh, and there were some other really good performances but um, he was definitely worthy of that award this week with, with the three wins we had but um, yeah you're, he's going to see you know every you know anything and everything on the defensive end um, teams are really starting to almost face guard him quite honestly and uh, with some of the the teams and coaches I know that are coming up on the schedule and as you get into postseason play you're going to see everything um, so for him it's about continuing to take good shots um, but also what he's been really good at this year is getting downhill he's finishing at the rim like crazy people are, are all up in him he's not settling for a step back threes as you know quite as often and he still shoots some of them but a lot less than he has and really attacking these guys downhill and he's getting to the rim so He's not a high flyer, although if you saw him Tuesday against Minnesota, he got his first dunk of the season. But uh, he, he he can get to the rim and finish, you know, uh, with the best of them. And uh, but he's also, you know, we're at our best when we're moving the basketball, and he knows that. Or our whole team knows that. We've got so many talented players around him uh, that can do a lot of different things. So it, it's been different guys on different nights. And um, you know, Middleton had I think six threes against Bemidji last Saturday. So. Uh, we've talked about it before. The more we can really make shots from the three-point line uh, really alleviates a, a, a lot of pressure on, on our offense. So uh, seeing guys like Jack hit them, uh, that's why Caleb and Nick had some big roles this past weekend. They were, they were making threes and really stretching the floor. So um, we have confidence in all of our guys on the defensive end. I don't really care who's on the floor. Um, we try to find that right formula every night, and um, we 
found them these you know these last couple weeks. A couple more for the head coach, Southwest Sioux Falls this weekend. I know the focus begins here with, with the Friday night date with the Mustangs, who are right behind you in the NSIC standings. But thoughts on this weekend? Only three home games left for your group. Yeah, first thought is it you know it, it doesn't get any easier. And I joked with a uh, with a different coach in our league uh, this week who had a big win Saturday, and now they got another big game here on Thursday, Friday. It's just kind of the way our league is. Um, Southwest is right behind us in the standings. Really good defensively. Um, you know, we had an eight point lead at their place back in December, and I thought just had our worst twenty minutes of the year. So um, they've had our number these last couple of years. Um, you know, they scheme and play some really good physical defense. Um, and I have a really good big guy, big six nine two forty guy inside. That's that's tough to guard. He's our leading scorer, so uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be a slugfest. I don't think it's going to be a ninety to ninety game like Mankato was. Uh, these guys like to play in the sixties a little bit, uh, but you know I think we've proven we can play a lot of different styles for us. Uh, it's going to come down to making some shots and and get some stops on the defensive end. So uh, another another really um, big time set of, of Division Two basketball here Friday and Saturday. I know the women's game uh, on uh, on Friday is, is huge as well. So uh, I, I was just so appreciative of, of our fans last Tuesday against Mankato, and I, and I hope for the sake of our guys here uh, we can get something special again on Friday and then senior night on Saturday for, for Blair and, and Middleton. Uh, you know, as you look ahead here, you talked about you know you're, you feel comfortable with your group against all sorts of different styles. What's that mean to, to be able to say? Not everyone can say that. You know, some coaches whose teams want to run and gun, that's all they can do. And if you take them out of that, they're in trouble. But your group seems like they can play against literally anybody. Yeah, I think uh, you know we want to get out and run, but you know the reality. And if you matter what level you watch, you watch Big Ten basketball or Big Twelve basketball, and all these teams want to run, but when you get into conference play and you get against some certain teams with their, their styles, you don't really have a choice, quite honestly. Uh, you know, Wayne was the same way. They were walking the ball at the floor. Uh, they went and dribble weave till about 10 seconds on the clock and before they really tried to attack. So um, and it'll, it'll be similar to that on Friday. So uh, for me, it's not really about the points. It's kind of that, you know, points per possession and field goal percentage, offense and defense. And, um, you know, it really comes down to the margins in these kind of games. So, uh, but we've done it. Well, we, we've done it this year. We did it last year. If you look at our regional, uh, our, our regional run, yes, we were the top scoring offense in the league. But I think we scored 62 and 61 and 58 points to win to win the regional. So uh, we got some guys that can grind on the defensive end as well. Uh, we're big and physical. We can throw it inside. Uh, if we're making threes, we can get going. But even if we don't, we've got a great chance to win. And um, for our guys, that's just. All the stats and all the accolades and all that stuff is out the window right now. These guys just want to win, and whatever we have to do to win, whatever style we need to play, our guys will be up for it. So we're looking forward to a, a big-time challenge Friday and Saturday. Both these teams are really good and physical. Uh, should be some really um, some really fun Division Two basketball this weekend. All right, man. Appreciate you as always. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Bruce. Justin Wick, head coach, UMV men's basketball team. Doubleheaders begin with the women at 5.30 on Friday against Southwest, and then 3.30 on Saturday against Sioux Falls. UMDBulldogs.com has your hookup for tickets. 10.51. Thank you, Sanju. Sanju Polaris, Sanju.com. The cars are wrapping up in a moment. Prep update next on KDAO. Dave Ramsey. Pretty easy. Afternoons on KDAO. Busy show tomorrow. We'll be checking in with Alan Horton, Timberwolves Radio Network, live from the road. Wherever the road is. You might, I don't know if they're going to Milwaukee after the game tonight, going tomorrow. No idea. So either from Chicago or Milwaukee, 
as the Wolves start their road trip in Chicago tonight, 7 o'clock on AM 710. Also tomorrow, UMV women's hockey assistant coach Justin Grant will talk goaltending and more with him. Enjoy your Tuesday. Nice day again. Brad and Kenny up next. Have a good one. This has been the Bruce Siski Show. Hit us up on Twitter at Bruce Siski Show and let us know what you think. No, yes, no, well, no, I, I crossed my mind. Visit KDAL610.com to podcast today's show anytime. What'd you say? Listen to shows on demand and download for free. You can also subscribe via Spotify or your favorite podcast app. This has been the Bruce Siski Show. CBS News is up next. For more than 80 years, KDAL 103.9, W280, FBFM, and 610 KDAL, Delusive Superior, a Midwest communication station. KDAL.